0: Well, many of Canada's national parks have reopened today, here June 1st. Meantime, leaders of the Canadian tourism and travel sectors have formed a roundtable. They're calling it the Canadian Tourism Roundtable. It's made up of industry representatives committed to restoring the Canadian tourism and travel sector in the wake of the COVID pandemic. And joining us now, a member of that roundtable, Perrin Beattie, who is also the president and CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. He joins us here now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Beatty, good afternoon. Thanks for your time.
1: Good afternoon. Glad to be here. All right. Uh, what will this
0: roundtable uh, be tackling exactly? What is, do you believe, the biggest challenge facing Canadian tourism at this moment?
1: Well, the fact that there isn't any Canadian tourism at this moment. Um, the, the tourist sector, travel, hos- hotels, restaurants, uh, taxis, airports, anything associated with travel, tourism, hospitality, that was the first sector that was affected by COVID-19. It was very badly hit, and it will likely be the slowest sector to recover. Um, What we're starting to see take place now, though, is that Canadians are are starting to have their governments engage in uh, tailored, careful decontrol, allowing people to resume more of their ordinary lives with a priority on on, uh, public health and public safety, obviously and um the risk that we're running at this point is that even if a decision were made this afternoon to completely lift all restrictions it would still take weeks for us to get the tourism sector up and running and we stand a very real risk of losing the whole of the summer tourist season uh, a, a sector that employs 1.8 million workers across the country but is also so important for the ordinary lives of Canadians
0: yeah. Is it just a fact that the tourism industry, much like many industries coming out of this pandemic, we keep talking about a new normal, that there will be a new normal. There is no going back to the way it was.
1: Absolutely. There's no going back. And and again, even if, uh, if all restrictions were lifted today, we would not be seeing a tourism system that, that looks like the one that, uh, that we would have seen last year, for example, festivals have been canceled. Uh, So Caravana, or uh, it's unlikely that we'll see the CNE or other events taking place over the summer, the Stratford Festival and so on. So we certainly won't see a level of tourism under any circumstances similar to what we've seen in the past. But you mentioned earlier in your introduction the fact that the parks are being reopened. Uh, This is something that's good and it's healthy for Canadians to be able to take advantage of that. The same, we should be looking at things like museums and other activities that will help Canadians assume more of an ordinary life, to be able to visit family and friends in other parts of the country. But today what we have is a, is no coherent national strategy and a hodgepodge of different regulations that vary province by province, so that if you and your family today decided that you wanted in July to, to drive out to Banff National Park to go camping, Uh, you wouldn't be certain whether or not you would be able to get across the various provinces on the way without difficulty and you'd make the decision that you just weren't going to go Uh, we need to have a strategy we need to have a notional timetable if business is going to be able to do any planning at all and if if ordinary canadian families are going to be able to to make their summer plans as well
0: meantime ottawa has announced 70 million dollars in funding for tourism right across the country including 8 million for us right here in the city of toronto how best to spend that money, do you think?
1: Well, I think the government, what the government is doing is reprofiling money that was there that they were going to spend before to bring people from abroad into Canada. And they're recognizing the fact that as tourism restarts, we're going to start first in areas that are closest to us. So people from Toronto, from the GTA, are going to be looking at local activities and saying, well, should I visit a museum or go down to Harbour Front, or, or engage in some of their local activity? They'll then be looking at What can I do within a day's drive? And then beyond that, can I do something somewhere else in Canada? So the focus is to say, let's start with much more local tourism, ensure that there are proper plans in place that could be done safely, and encourage people to take advantage of some of the enormous uh, uh, tourist attractions that there are in all parts of the country.
0: Yeah, to that end, do you think, Mr. Beatty, that the pandemic could really help, in a way, Canadian tourism, at least not in the short term, but maybe in the long run, as many of us are staying at home or staying grounded, and, of course, the old saying in Ontario is it's yours to discover, and this might be the uh, opportunity for those that have lived in the province, maybe their entire lives for, for decades, to, to truly discover what's in their own backyard?
1: I hope they'll rediscover Canada. And, and, indeed, many Canadians know the United States better than they know the rest of Canada. Uh, Ontarians are an example of that, where we tend to go south as opposed to going east or west. So uh, it's certainly good to be able to encourage people to, to discover more of Ontario and more of Canada. But if they're going to discover more of Canada, we're going to have to have more coherent strategies and uh, regulations that make it possible for us to do that. What, what is abundantly clear is that the whole of the hospitality and tourism sector is going to be very badly damaged as a result of COVID-19 in the short and medium term. Uh, if you have a restaurant, the margins you were operating be- on before were between 4 and 6%. If, as a result of social distancing, you have to have half the seats taken out, it's virtually impossible to develop a business plan that will enable you to stay in business. So this is a very tough period, and it's going to require collaboration between government and the private sector to to make it succeed. And uh, we have already lost much of the summer tourist season. The key thing now is to ensure that we put strategies in place, that we put a notional timetable in place, one that can be adjusted if if circumstances on the ground require it, but which allows people to start to do planning and start to, to rediscover the opportunities that there are right here in Canada.
0: Yeah, you mentioned a timetable, and that was my final question. Is time of the essence, obviously, for a lot of these businesses, restaurants in particular? We've seen a lot in Toronto, sadly, uh, shut down already. And Do these guidelines, do they need to be drafted and put into place sooner rather than later? I mean, government's grappling and trying to kind of figure this whole thing out like the rest of us uh, as we go.
1: Yeah, and, and we're we're building the airplane as we're flying it, in a sense, this is unprecedented for for all of us. And the starting point has to be public safety and the confidence that, that people have that, it's, that it's, it's, it's safe to re-engage and to take up more of their ordinary lives. So we have to be very focused in that area. But we need to have strategy. It needs to be coherent. And we need that timetable. Because without it, what you'll be finding is increasingly business people, including restaurateurs, uh, hotel owners, uh, people running festivals and other events, saying simply, we can't afford to continue to be losing money at this rate. We're going to have to close our doors for good. And then the the damage that's done, not just economically, but culturally as well, is enormous. It would take an enormously long time to rebuild.
0: Perrin Beattie, President and CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. Mr. Beattie, thanks so much for the time on this Monday. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much for having me.